Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not replace your own financial, tax, legal, or financial product advice. Society, it's one big bell curve, isn't it? And, you know, in the middle of that bell curve, a lot of the time, things are tailored to dual income or the dual income and kids or the things that are the majority, right? So when that comes to money conversations, sometimes singles are left out. Sometimes people with lower incomes are left out on these type of discussions. Now, I like to think all the content that we do, it is for everybody and you can learn no matter what situation you're in. So this episode, I am primarily doing it for the single people, but if you do have an income, if you do want to do the 1% is more and be encouraged with your money, take a listen. You will learn. Is there a single person in your life that you can send this to? If you do listen and you find it encouraging or you've learned one or two things. So what up, single people? I'm Glenn James, and before you're listening to my Millennial Money, I will say this is the last Tuesday episode that we are recording for 2022. Next week, there will be a best of episode, and on Thursday of this week, we're going to have a little bit of fun with the team and share the census results, Uh, but have a great year. Thanks to everyone for your support. Thanks for listening. We're going to keep the My Millennial Daily Show live throughout Christmas and New Year period. Uh, There will be content dropping on all the shows throughout this period. And I just want to thank you so much for everything. And we'll come back the first week of January with some fresh content for your ears. You're listening to My Millennial Money. All right, if you're single... What is herb? So when preparing this episode, I first wanted to kind of work out who is for. And it's obvious that we're talking about singles and money. There are a lot of listeners who are single, uh, either because they have not got a partner, they might not be married, they might not be sharing a place with someone, sharing money. You may be a, a separatee or a divorcee. You may be a widow or widower. So wherever you find yourself in the single with money spectrum, uh, this episode is for you. Uh, You are not alone and don't excuse the pun. But it's also aimed, I think, single and no kids. But as I was writing this stuff, I was probably like, well, it's probably applicable if you've got kids as well, right? So that's all good. You might be on a lower income. You'll definitely be able to get some tips uh, about this. And finally, this episode, it is for you if you just want to learn more and if you're listening on behalf of someone in your life that is single or you are listening on behalf of someone who might need to do better with their money, it could be a good episode to send. So I've got six points that I want you to consider if you are managing money as a single person, one income, whether you've got kids, whether you've got dogs, whether you've got cats, 
or whether you're on a lower income. The first thing that we must really understand is scale. My first point, scale. When you are single, you do not have the scale that a couple with two incomes have. I want to explain scale for those who aren't familiar with the term in business. So my business, it's an online business. We do podcasts, we uh, do online courses, we do heaps of stuff, right? I've got scale in my business. And the reason I've got more scale than some other businesses is because if we get another, I don't know, 10 or 20,000 new listeners in a week, right? They just come out the work, we've grown the show. I can effectively make more money from selling ads to more people, but that scale is there because I haven't had to put on more staff to provide the services for those 10 or 20,000 new listeners. So in the business world, scale is when you can get more growth and more income at scale, that's the word, (laughs) without having to pay more expenses. Now, over time, as the audience grows, there'll be more happening and I may need to put on more team members and all that. But in the first instance, primarily, it's not a, you know, 1,000 listeners equals one new employee, 2,000 listeners equals 2,000 employees. It might be 50 or 100,000 listeners equals one new employee. But the flip side of that, with the lack of scale in business, is perhaps the solopreneur, the, the hairdresser or the barber. They work with their hands. They do one-to-one appointments at a time. And they can only really work for however many hours are in the day. So if you're a barber or a hairdresser, it's going to be really hard to cut two or three haircuts at once. And, you know, you might get charged $40 for a haircut. I don't know how much haircuts are. I just just get a shave. It will say $40, $50. And that could take 15 minutes. You can probably only earn maybe $100 an hour, but you can't cut two heads at once and double your money. So what happens is to get more money as the solopreneur, you have to either add staff members that help you and you can charge them out and make a spread or make profit off them, or you can increase your prices. The thing is with increasing your prices, market forces will come into play at some point. So sure, you might be able to charge $60 uh, for a haircut instead of 50, but it will cap out because if you turned around and said, all right, it's now $300 for that haircut, well, no one's going to pay that. So you kind of painted yourself into a corner there. So that's the kind of difference with scale with businesses. Online business, absolute scale. We can add revenue without adding the expenses and make more profit. Whereas solopreneur, there's only so many hours in the day. It's a direct trade uh, for time and money. So that's scale. Now, when it comes to our personal money and our personal budget, when you are a single person, you do not have the same scale as a dual income or a couple that has one and a half incomes, like one person might work full-time, the other might work part-time, you do not have the scale. Because one way to think of this is if you were renting and it was $550 a week and you were paying that as a single person, if you got a partner and they moved in, it's not another $550 a week for them, is it? It actually goes the other way. It's now $225 each. So you've instantly got that scale with having a second income. So 
Another thing, electricity. It doesn't cost double the electricity bill to have a second person in the household. It doesn't cost double the food bill to have a second person in your house and with your budget. It might be one and a half times the food bill. It might be 1.25, but it certainly isn't double. So what do we do with the scale thing? Well, to be honest, I'm not sure. And I will read after the break later on a heap of um, things that I put out on Instagram and you guys let me know how you maximize being single and having a single income. But I just want to point out that you just need to really understand the scale thing. And it just kind of means you need to be more strategic. And while you are single with your income, can you be doing things to soften the blow of that lack of scale? It could be doing a heap of finding another single friend and both going to the shops and um, buying a heap of stuff and doing meal planning together and we split the cost and we get that scale uh, through the friendship stuff in terms of our food costs. It might be, well, it's ridiculous. I'm not paying X amount in rent, so I'm going to get a flatmate. So they're the type of things that you can do when you have one income and you do not have the scale of two incomes. So I don't have all the answers and I rarely do, but I want you to be acutely aware that this scale thing exists. And some of the other things that I talk through will actually help with the scale thing. Um, So let's move on. The second point, when you have a single income, and I guess a lot of these, you know, it does go back to that scale. You really need to have very specific financial goals. And the reason why your money due to the lack of scale will not go as far as those who have the scale and because you will have less money in your quote unquote household budget. Now your household budget might just have one person, one income, one mortgage, one rent, like, or a household budget could have two incomes or more income sources. So the reason why you need to be extra, extra intentional is because you've got less money. And you can see here how it correlates with um, having a lower income, right? If you've got a lower income or you're single, you need to be very, very intentional. You have to have a very intentional spending plan or budget. Now, there was a thing in the Facebook group, someone was like, oh, how often do you update your budget and all this stuff? Well, some people will update their budget yearly, some will do it monthly, some will do it six monthly. I'm of the view, and I do have a single income, and this is just talking to me, right? I've got single income, I don't live with anyone, it's just my income, like I don't get the scale of having two incomes. So what I do with my budget, I've got a spending plan, and it is very intentional, but I don't have set periods where I review it each month. I always just have it as a living and breathing spreadsheet because a budget is a living and breathing thing. I just, you know, got a a car insurance renewal the other day and it increased. So I have to go in, increase that line item and do a slight tweak. So I think you can be intentional and I don't think that means set and forget. You know what I mean? Like, it could be, I've got a very intentional spending plan. It's not just, I do this and move on with my life. You just have to pay attention to every expense more so because there is no room to coast. It's just your income. 
It's just you. And you have to make sure money is being maximized. Another thing around these very specific goals and, you know, no room to coast because of the lack of scale, you have to make a rule in your life that you've got absolutely no consumer debt. If you don't have the money, you can't afford it. And this is why, like, I'm kind of reading this thinking, well, having specific goals and no room to coast, that works for a dual income family as well, right? That works for dual income household. It's just when there are two incomes coming into a spending plan, there can sometimes be more fat in the budget, which sometimes mean money can be a bit more leaky, could just leak. And when I talk about money leaking out of a budget, it could be that Foxtel subscription of $54 a month that you don't watch anymore. Talking to me, I need to cancel that. The racing season's over. So when you do have more money in your budget, there are more chances for money to leak, be it subscriptions you don't use, other random crap you don't use. And another way that money leaks out of people's budget is by having consumer debt and paying interest payments. So my second point, have very, very specific goals because you've got no room to coast. You have to maximize everything, financial goals, lifestyle goals, everything, be intentional. And that doesn't mean it's a strict budget. We are reviewing it. It is a living and breathing thing, but we're just onto it a little bit more. The third thing I want to talk about is when you are single, and this is, I think, more for the singles who are starting out their career, the singles who are maybe newly single and you've been in a relationship and it's a lot of the time, and I'm not here to give any type of comments on relationships and all that stuff because I don't think I'm good at them as yet. Um, If you are pressing reset on your life because you've come out of a relationship or a spouse or partner has died prematurely and, you know, you've gone through that mourning process and it is a reset or like I said, first out of the gate in your career, you're under 30 and all that stuff. When you are single and you have a single income, you need to, point three, double down on your career and your income generating abilities. The reason why is you may have more time in your calendar budget or your time budget to do some study, work back a little bit later, put in the time. Can you start a business and take a little bit more risk? Because, you know, particularly if you don't have kids, you are the one that you're accountable to. So for me, when I started my business and I was very strategic as a a wise 25-year-old, wisdom beyond my years and all that crap, I kind of knew that I need to take these big, 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 big risks while I am single, while I don't have a family, while I don't have someone else uh, potentially relying on me for security for their life. That's not to say that, you know, there's one person in a relationship that is the one that provides the security. But certainly for me, I just took the view that I need to take all these risks now while I am single because it's going to be easier than trying to take all these risks if I'm with somebody else. Because if I'm with someone else, I may have to temper my risk tolerance to theirs. So I just wanted to get all that big stuff done and double down 100% on my career and income generating abilities. So I really wanted it in my life, you know, if I can just speak freely for a moment, um, 
I really wanted, you know, I would like to be married one day. Uh, I say that as I'm getting older and it's just kind of weird. Like with all this single stuff as well, you just can't compare yourself to others. Like that's really important as well. But I just wanted to, I'm like, if I could establish my life and this kind of goes into your money story and all that, where financially I am established before I go into a relationship, I think that's going to be a lot of fun. So, but that was just me. And I think it speaks down to doubling down on your own career, your income and your own personality. There's a lot of people that, you know, out of the gate, age 18, got married, out of the gate, um, moved in together and happy to just be together and have kids straight away and do all that stuff. That's awesome. We can't compare to anyone else, only compare to the you of yesterday. I only compare to the how far Glenn has come uh, in however many years. So for me, I'm probably now coming out of the double down on my career and income generating abilities because I think I am very well established with what I need to do. I've taken the risks. I've started the businesses. And if that's not for you, can you double down on study and your career? Because you don't have to put time and effort into a relationship. You have to just put time and effort into you. My next point, it is similar to having very specific goals, but what I want you to do as point four, you have to be very, very strategic with your spending and your impulses. Now, this isn't going to be an issue for some people. The reason why we need to do this, because the money is less, because there is less scale, because we don't get the advantages of paying half the rent. Like I pay the whole amount of rent here myself. I don't have the advantage of having, you know, multiple incomes and all that stuff. It can be harder to recover from a financial impulse when it's only your income. So I don't want an impulse to set you back months and months and months. So can you put, and we've talked about this before, a certain dollar amount or a percentage threshold in your life? So you don't spend squat without thinking of it, without sleeping on it. It could be, I don't spend $100 in one go without sleeping on it. Done, simple. You might even do something crazy like this. I was thinking about this the other day. You might do any money things that are $1,000, $1,000 equals sleep on it for a week. Any things that come up, $2,000, two weeks. $3,000, four weeks. Anything over a five or a $10,000 commitment, it's straight up six weeks or something like that. Because the bigger the purchases, the more time that we need between them. Another way to be very strategic with your impulses is to definitely have that weekly spending account that I talk about in the Glenn James Spending Plan. And if you haven't done that yet and you want a system, we'll put a link in the show notes. But this whole thing about strategic with impulses and spending, it's got to flick the other way for the singles who do not spend money on themselves and they actually don't enjoy their money. And I want you to enjoy your money. Like you have worked hard for it. We're not saying spend all your money. We're saying enjoy life. You're in a good position. You might have a really great career, a good job. You're listening to this because I am single and I I do have a good income or I am single and I'm trying to optimize and balance this thing. 
You've got to be able to enjoy what you've got and not apologize for that. Another way that you can be strategic with your spending, and this is what I do, and this is the kind of the dance, right? It costs a little bit more upfront because we don't get the scale. But on the backside, if you are prepared to spend a little bit more upfront, you'll have a more cost-effective thing per use. And so what I do, like razor blades, I only buy them on sale and I'll buy the biggest pack. And you really just look at the, in the supermarket, the cost per item. And if it's 23 cents for this item, or if I buy a heap of them, it's like 18 cents, I'll buy the heap of them. Cost me a little bit more, but I need to get the scale back into my life. And one way to do that is to have a less ongoing cost for individual things. Another thing that's bloody expensive, those little dishwasher tablets. I'll buy a truckload of them when they're on sale. I won't buy dishwasher tablets when they're not 50% discount, straight up. Uh, Also like laundry detergent, that's really expensive. So like anything with personal budget and your finances, a lot of this stuff can be won and lost in the aisle of the supermarket. So you just got to be very intentional. Uh, Review all your costs annually. Um, I think it's fair to review most insurances every year with the exception of your life and income insurances, because if a lot of you have them set up on a level premium where they don't increase year on year because of your age, we don't want to move those around, but like your house, your car, your contents, all that stuff, you've just got to be present and try and maximize these things. If you've got a mortgage, chat with your mortgage broker every year. Hey, is this right for me? Are there any ways that we can do this? Another way to lock in uh, expenses, and this is very unique and it's it's not going to be an option for all things, but instead of buying, you know, razors and dishwasher things in bulk, buy other years in bulk. So what do I mean by years in bulk? As much as it gave me a heart attack to think that I just paid for a 10-year license, gosh, it's like I'm going to be 10 years older when I have to renew this license. It was a lot cheaper than paying every two or three years. My, I've got an NRMA roadside thing, right? I pay five years at a time for that roadside assistance because at least for the next five years, instead of paying for that yearly, I don't have to pay any year on year CPI increases. And the same with your driver's license. So are there subscriptions or licenses or things like that where because you are keeping out of consumer debt and you are living very intentional, can you return the scale serve and spend more to get more value ongoing because people with two good incomes might not automatically think, oh, we'll just buy 50 dishwasher tablets or we might not buy 10 years worth of license or five years worth of car roadside assistance stuff. So they won't get that scale. So you can pick up that scale. That's kind of, I'm thinking the only way that you can really double down on that scale thing. In terms of buying in bulk, can you find other uh, maybe single friends or families and go to Costco and say, hey, let's go and buy 29 boxes of tissues or whatever, and we'll just split it up. So can we do kind of community co-op things with other friends? Because we all use razors, most of us. Some of you might need to. Um, We all use dishwasher tablets if you've got a dishwasher. So can you think a bit more communal and be strategic and uh, be very 
um, intentional with your spending. So that's kind of that one. The next one, it's a bit wild, but I actually think it does fit in with the whole being single vibe. Number five, can you use this time to be a better person and be the person that you want to be with? So how can you use this time as a single You've got a single income, we know that, and life is not all about money. And that's why I'm going to talk about this stuff. Can you use this time to do some self-development on different things? Can you have some non-monetary goals that like, and some of these will obviously cost money, but the driver isn't, I need to save $500 a month into an investment account. I need to save you know, X amount into this account for that. Like, sure, I get that, but can you say over the next three years, I want to visit every state and every capital city in Australia and just do a weekend away, whether I'm going with someone or not. Can you do some, you know, I I was talking to someone the other day, they just started French lessons because they just wanted to, they just wanted to do that. Can you do a dancing class? Can you do stuff? And conversely, when you are doing this stuff, personal development, it might put you out there to be able to meet different and interesting people anyway, whether it's friendships or lovers. So yeah, can you use this period and this time in your life to be a better person and be the person that you think would make a good partner? And you know, if you have come out of a long-term relationship or you know, you've had to press reset in your life for whatever reason, and you've found yourself uh, single, use this time to not worry too much about the money. Uh, try and be the best version of you to be the best version of you. Um, so that's just a bit of a, a thing that I think is really important. Um, I don't want you to worry too much and get all wrapped up in this, I'm single, I've only got my money, that's all life is, blah, blah, blah. No, get some non-financial goals happening and and get some experiences that you want to plan. And you don't have to do it alone. You can do it with friends. And I know like my cousin the other day, she's not single, but she was on Bumble looking for a new friend to do hiking with because Bumble have that friendship section. So it's all good, right? And finally, my sixth point, good people in your corner. So a couple of things. When you are a single person with your money, you may have some financial decisions to make. You might be wanting to buy a house. You might be wanting to buy an investment property. Sometimes as a single person, you will bounce this stuff off your family, which is awesome and well-intentioned. But sometimes your family want you to do what they think you should do. And you may need someone else in your corner as a quality sounding board. And that's why I'm a big advocate um, for John Pigeon, who hosts the My Millennial Property Podcast, and he usually does our Tuesday show here with me. That's why I'm a big advocate for the clarity call. So if you do want to do stuff, you've got a third party who has no vested interest in your outcome just to be a sounding board. It's like, yep, I don't think you're crazy for doing this. Or look, have you considered these things? So having good people in your corner in terms of financial decisions, that could be if you are a bit more of a spendy type person. And and this is the other thing, guys, like if you're single, you might have a really, really good income and you're sloppy and you need some accountability. Can you get someone in your corner that can keep you accountable? On this other side of the good people in your corner coin, I actually said to a counselor once, I'm like, this is really weird. Like all this crap that I'm talking to you about, I wonder if 
you know, if there was someone in my life that, you know, she came home every day and we just chatted and that was my kind of download, like, would that fix a lot of these problems? So, can you have someone in your corner to bounce things off or I'm sure any counselor would sit there and let you talk at them for an hour if you're paying them, but I'm more talking, or even if you've got a scenario, it's like, well, I want to do this. I want to do that. Can I unpack it with you? And seeing a counselor or a psychologist just to unpack things in a neutral environment uh, that isn't a strictly quote unquote mental health related or uh, anxiety or depression or anything like that. So that's what I'd probably say, like have good people in your corner. It's not only the couples that need an advisor to help clarify goals and have joint goals. You may need somebody who is not biased or wants you to do something they want you to do. Uh, that's going to be really unhelpful, even though it is well-meaning. Before the break, I want to do a little bonus point. And that is as a single person, I want you to not forget about your retirement savings. When was the last time you looked at your retirement savings and within that reviewed your superannuation? Because a lot of us have cover in our superannuation. So if you need an advisor, go to sortyourmoneyout.com, click get help, click that you want to um, speak to an advisor and even put, there's a free tech section there. Just go, hey, Glenn, I listened to that single episode. Get your superannuation looked over if you're not confident. Get your insurances in place. And the income insurance part of this, and a lot of people have insurances, some paid in super, some without. And that's, like, that's why we kind of say review them both at the same time. Because you are relying on your own income, you need to make sure that's absolutely protected because you don't have the scale. You might not have the fallback provisions that a second income may have. So I really, really, really want you to review your personal insurances. Make sure your income insurance is in place. So if you were ill or injured, you don't have to move back home. You don't have to go into some weird housing thing. If you're totally and permanent disabled, I want you to have enough money to pay the whole mortgage off and invest some capital for retirement or if you're renting and you couldn't work ever again, there's enough capital there to buy a house cash-free and then you've got your income protection to set you up. Because as much as we all hang out and well, I've been guilty of this myself, like, oh, I'll just wait until I get married or I'll wait. No, you've got to start doing this stuff now. Get your will sorted. Get your insurances sorted. You've got to make sure all these life admin stuff are sorted um, get a power of attorney, get a friend or a family member to be that power of attorney. So these are just housekeeping things that you can probably be a bit more active in sorting out while you are single because having a second party, aka a spouse or partner, it could take a bit longer to kind of work out what we want to do. So I know plenty of single people have got their wills, their estate planning, their income insurances, super sorted, all that stuff have an emergency fund, all these housekeeping stuff. We need to make sure that you are protected as much as possible. And it might take time to get there, but I really want you to work on your sound financial house and your sound foundations. We'll take a break and I'll come back and I'll read a heap of stuff and make some comments on the Instagram post. 
If you're after personal financial advice, don't get it from a podcast. If you would like help based on your own personal situation, head over to sortyourmoneyout.com. Click get help and we'd be happy to introduce you to one of our trusted advisors. Our panel of advisors, mortgage brokers and accountants work with clients all over Australia so they can connect with you wherever you are. That's sortyourmoneyout.com and click get help. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right. Being you is a vibe. Hello. I know you. How are you? Okay. She said, uh, meal prep intentionally, check deals online, um, groceries to the iPhone note, take own grocery bags and save on that. Yeah. And I guess different states might have different things. So this meal prep thing did come up so much. Um, Auntie Bonbon said, I'm terrible at money, but I try and auto deduct most bills as soon as I get paid. Mimi Therese said, it's lonely trying to navigate it on your own without a partner. Yeah, I I think, you know, you're alone, but you're not lonely. You know, I can see a little doggy in your picture. Um, and that was big for me. I think one of the turning points with my own mental health as a single person was having undiagnosed depression and anxiety even made me feel lonely. Uh, but the truth was, I was just, and I am alone uh, and I'm no longer lonely because I'm not empty anymore. So yeah, shout out Mimi for um, for contributing there. She also says budget for everything and anything left over gets funneled into the most important item. Yeah, that's cool. Like a bit of a triage budget. Jilly Bean, split grocery items or bulk buys with specials with other single friends. Yeah, well, there you go. I probably should have read all this before I did my points, but I'll, uh, I'll read them out. Uh, Moiri Ann, automatic direct debit into high interest saving account on payday. Uh, Chelsea said automate. Yeah, you know, I basically asked, hey, if you're single, what do you do to um, maximize your money? Underscore HLY said freezing bulk bill, bulk meals. Uh, Jake Miller said pay your bills a day or two before they do keep the cash flow on your balance sheet. Uh, I share a car with one of my neighbors in my parking block. Another one from underscore HLY. Katie Kilgore, I'm not good at staying consistent or have a partner to encourage me. So I tell a family member my money goals instead. That's a good one. Chloe Taylor-Jane, pay yourself, savings, etc. That's how she bought a house solo. You always find money for bills. Yeah, that's really good. Ali Squires, 007, automation, budget for fun, holidays, etc. Annie Cummings, yeah, you speak in my language. Um, 
I said, like, how do you do money uh, being single? She said, with great difficulty, um, there's a single tax on everything. And that just speaks to the, the scale, I guess. Nicola, live with two housemates, makes a big difference. Uh, she has a boyfriend, but not living together yet. Pippola, auto invest everything. Um, Van B2917, side hustle to pay for any extravagant hobbies or holidays. Uh, good income protection in case anything happens and be frugal. Ollie Girl, this is a cool one. Max out super contribution, invest in solid ETFs like VAS and lots in BHP for compounding interest. So yeah, that's right. Like as a single person, a man, a woo man, um, it's not your plan, is it? Katie Hooge S, budget, be realistic and don't compare yourself to couples. That's awesome. You can't re- compare yourself. Also try not to get disheartened and that's a big one. We've um, talked about that. Caitlin T13, manage food waste and really only buy fresh produce when I know I'm going to use it. Yes. Oh my gosh. I felt so terrible the other day. I threw out two apples that I didn't get around to eating. Ugh. Cassie SC, budget everything, including fun. Yes. You got to factor in fun. Be disciplined, set goals and recognize that solo is tough. Absolutely. Natalie Marie, hello, friend from Newcastle. Lots of research to find the cheapest option. Meal prep is my main money saver. Awesome, Nat. Gemma Jackson, still budget and plan like you have a family. Meal prep, bulk buy, plan ahead, but apply to one. And this is this whole thing around being intentional. You get results with what you're intentional with, whether it's your life, your money, your goals, your savings, your relationships. Maybe I just need to be more intentional with um, finding someone. Shamano, knowing what's important and what's frivolous. Don't compare couples. Comparison equals unhappiness. Absolutely. Shopping with a friend, split bigger packs in half and get more variety and cheap price. Philippa Patterson, Use the Australian government's Excel spending tracker. Nah, don't. Use the Glenn James spending plan. It's so much better. Geordie Blake Smith. Oh, <laughs> I feel like a dickhead because I don't pre-read these. Uh, the next one literally is the only way you can um, win is with the Glenn James spending plan. <laughs> People are like, no, it's a setup. I trust me. I, well, it's not, but whatever. I don't care. Michaela Rose. Track every single dollar, batch cook. Amy Shep Shep, share expenses with friends, e.g. Spotify, bulk shop food, cleaning products. Shazia, KMR, I think, sorry. Sticking to a strict budget, every dollar has to do a task. Yeah, and the Orange Puff said zero-sum budget. The Glen James spending plan isn't a zero-based budget. And a zero-based budget is basically what... Uh, Shazia said is basically every single dollar, every single week is allocated where my personality and my vibe is I just need a plan, a spending plan. And some weeks, if I don't want to spend $20 on this, I won't. Some weeks, like I just don't live that way. I just make sure all my expenses are covered. I'm saving and I've got a separate account for my, my spending. Rebecca Taylor says, rent out the spare room, live in a share house. I'm fortunate enough to not have to share because I don't think I could manage it. But like 
one of the reasons I moved to Newcastle was so I don't get set in my ways. Um, and I thought if I rent, that's better because I'm not set in my ways too much and I have to move, I'll move. So I just did that as a self-aware strategy to kind of keep, um, yeah, not being set in my ways so I can be more agile to things if uh, the opportunity does come up to settle down. Oh, Jilly Bean said, challenges, i.e. no spend for three months. Grant Space also said meal plan buying, goals and investing. Rosemary Kuda, I go to my mum's house, Nonna's house and brother's house weekly for dinner. Hey, <laughs> if the shoe fits. Vicky, Cyrus, plan ahead, monthly budget outgoings in terms of dinners out. Don't be afraid to say no. That's a good one there, isn't it? A couple left. Lucy Beatrice, takeout for one is super cheap. Well, that's an advantage. Jessie Lottie, uh, she said she's a single mum. Lots of sinking funds, 10 plus and plan ahead. So the sinking funds, that type of strategy is she might have 10 accounts. One might be for rego only. One might be for home maintenance only. One might be for car maintenance only. So she does it that way. Bronte Camille, I automate savings and investments. I get paid every two weeks. So I pay myself my spending weekly. So that's very similar to the Glenn James spending plan. Law Newton, uh, she lives with her mates. Uh, she doesn't compare herself to those with two incomes. Leah 84, she utilizes all up saver accounts and transfers money each fortnight for necessities like Botox. Yeah. I had something cut off my face yesterday, just a cosmetic thing because I did my skin check. So here's your uh, warning. Uh, if you haven't had your skin checked in at least 12 months, go get your skin checked. And I said to the doctor, sorry, I'm late. Six months late. I got a bit busy in July, but better late than dead, right? And he said, absolutely. Jane Diane Salvo, save the same amount every month and spend the rest on bills. If working overtime, save it all. And that speaks to having good systems, right? Do your budget, do your spending plan, have good goals. And then any extra money that comes into your life, is just automatically goes to that goal without having to think about it and get potentially sidetracked to not doing that with the money. Okay, I had some money come into my life uh, just this week and I knew exactly what to do with it. And that was put in my investment account because I've got all my stuff set up. So if I do have any extra money that comes in on an ad hoc basis from different things that isn't spoken for, it goes instantly into my investing account because I've got my holidays, gifts, clothes, Christmas and boat account and money goes in there every week. So what else do I need? I've got a system set up. So any extra money that comes in just goes to my investment account. So I'm in a good position. So fortunate and thankful and understand that. Kimmy Mond, on payday, I always pay bills and transfer money to my savings account. Then I blow what's left. Ayah. Cass in the capital. I don't buy anything over $100. I also move closer to work and walk in. That's a good one, that. She also says that she lives the introvert life. No plans equals no entertainment budget. And that's it. You just got to play the, the shoe that fits you, right? Birdie Kerr, single and spender. Amen, sister. Whoop, whoop. I'm a spender too. Have to budget every single thing and invest instead of save um, to stay accountable. And that's for me, like I'm crap at saving money because I'm a spender, but I'm bloody good at investing because I've taught myself that once that money's invested, it stays there. Wendy A. Laws, large emergency fund, one year. And that's a comfort clause. 
my emergency fund, it's double what it should be, black and white on paper. Why? Because I just want to be cash heavy. She also says batch cook. She says tight budget with allowances for large upcoming bills, uh, creative recipe planning, cooked roast, chicken and veggie, chicken salad, chicken soup. There you go. Sounds like we're having chicken tonight at your house. Environ Nikki, be a vegetarian, help save the planet and your pocket. Can't disagree there. Kim Slosh, my friends have double the income, but they spend triple the amount on food because of boyfriend, because of BFF. BF? Yeah, okay. Um, Hoppy K, put aside amounts fortnightly for rates, water, body corporate, and electricity. So a lot of the thing here is planning. JRock86 said, spending plan is always open on work computer and reviewed weekly. Yeah, so just being very intentional. And that's about it. Well, I'm done here. So did I solve all your problems? No. Did I keep you busy for half hour or so? Yes. My question is, what are you going to change in your life, if anything? Did this just encourage you that you're on the right track? Did it make you think, well, I probably should pay a bit more attention to this or that? Uh, It's not easy being single and having one single income, but it's worth it for the current season that you're in because that's what you've got and you've got to deal with it and that's okay. Everything doesn't have to be forever. Enjoy this stage of life. Focus on you. Focus on getting your systems in place. Really understand scale. That's my big learn takeaway today. But I'll just recap my points uh, as I finish up. Understand scale. Have very specific goals because you've got no room to coast. You know, if you blow money, it's harder to recover. Double down on your career and income generating abilities. You know, if you haven't already, pre-order the book that we've got, sort your career out and make more money. It's out in a few weeks. It's just honestly the best thing that you can do with your money is your career and income generating abilities. You have to be very strategic with spending and impulses, more so than two incomes. Whether you've got a small income or a solo income, you've got to be more strategic. But conversely, if you've got two incomes and you're not strategic with impulses and spending, you're going to be wasting and leaking a lot of money. Fifth point, can you use this time to be a better person and be the person that you'd want to be with? So what type of partner do you want? Do you want a partner that showers every day? Well, bloody start showering every day yourself. You know what I'm saying? Have good people in your corner. You've got to have good people in your corner. Absolutely. Whether it's counselor for unpacking stuff that isn't mental health or strategic financial advice type stuff, mortgage brokers, good people. And then finally, I talked about really making sure that you've got your emergency fund sorted. You've got your superannuation reviewed. You've got your insurances in place. All those basic things because... A man or woman is not your plan. Thanks so much for having listened today. I hope it's a bit of fun as well. And if you're single, guess what? Can all change in an instant. I'll see you soon. We acknowledge the Awabakal people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits, and pay respects to their elders, past, present, and emerging. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast. 
My Millennial Money supports a variety of charities, and we encourage you to consider giving as part of your overall financial strategy. If you would like some giving options, or if you're unsure about which charity you can support, head to mymillennial.money forward slash charities for more info. This podcast is for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general financial advice only, which does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Because of that, you should consider if the advice is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on the information. If you do choose to buy a financial product, read the product disclosure statement, target market determination, and obtain appropriate financial advice tailored to your needs. Simo Interactive Proprietary Limited, the publisher of the podcast, and Glenn James are authorized representatives of Money Sherpa Proprietary Limited, which holds financial services license 451289. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.